Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. He woke us up this morning. We were clothed and in our right minds. We had the activity of our limbs. We were able to do for ourselves. Oh, what a blessing that is today. When you think about so many that are, are unable to do for themselves, that are dependent upon people to do everything for them. So we just thank God for this beautiful sunny day. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking out of my window and seeing the leaves and the wind blowing, you know, just seeing God's hand at work. The beauty of the leaves, how they're changing colors, changing uh, the season is being changed. And just like in our lives, there are seasons that are being changed in our lives, just as the weather is changing, you know, and the leaves are changing their colors for a new season. So we just thank God for this day. I'm going to be reading. Psalms 13 as an opening scripture, and I'm going to be reading it in the New Living Translation. And it was a Psalm of David. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long? Should I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. This was a psalm of David, and David always, you know, had his complaints when he started his prayer. You know, he always seemed to have doubted God or even, even questioned him as to why, you know, he hasn't answered him or why he has forsaken him and, you know, things of this nature. But by the time he would get to the end of the psalms, he was always letting God know that I trust in you in spite of what I'm praying right now, what I'm, you know, concerned about as far as what I am feeling and what I'm going through, by the time he got to the end of his prayers, 
he was going to say out. He, he says in this Psalms, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he had dealt bountifully with me. You know, there are many of us that have prayed to the Lord and we feel like he hasn't answered our prayers, you know, and we get discouraged. But at some time or at some point, we realize in spite of the fact that he did not answer our prayers right then, he has answered us. And we began to rejoice in that. It, it, the the, the uh, commentator says here that David frequently lamented that God was slow to act on his behalf. We often feel the same impatience and doubt that God still cares. Evil and suffering seem to go unchecked, and we wonder when God will restrain them. But David affirmed that he would continue to trust God, no matter how long he had to wait for God's justice to be realized. When you feel as though your prayers are not being answered, remember David's steadfast faith in God's unfailing love. Remember that and don't lose heart. Hallelujah. Father God, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have done out of your will before I go into prayer. Lord, I thank you, God, for this opportunity to enter into the most holy of holies, to obtain help in a time of need. Lord, you have given us instruction that when we enter into your throne room, that we are to enter in with boldness. And God, I do that this morning, giving you thanks, giving you praise, giving you thanksgiving, oh, honoring your name, hallelujah, thanking you for your goodness and your mercies that are new every morning, thanking you for your benefits that you loaded us up with every day. Oh, God, you're so good. You're so merciful. You're so kind. We are serving the true and living what a wonder you are. What a wonder you are. Oh, God, I thank you today for your master plan of redemption. I thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus. Oh, God, and he died on the cross for us that we might have life and life eternally. Life with a, not only on earth with abundance, but life eternally. Hallelujah. Father God, I'm lifting up leaders of nations. Everywhere, I'm praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for war-toned areas everywhere, praying for all people that are involved in war. Lord, we're praying for the president of our nation. We are praying that you will lead him, guide him, direct him. We are praying for the Senate, the Congress, those that are making decisions, that they will make wise decisions for the people. In the name of Jesus, we are coming against the spirit of hatred, all the anti-Semitism spirit, the spirit just across the board of hatred, murder, strife. Oh, God, touch hearts, touch stony hearts, Starts hearts of stone, God, make them hearts of flesh. Oh, God, hearts that will be, be, will be pliable to your word. 
Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, make known your wonders everywhere. Lord, we love you because you first loved us. Hallelujah. God, we are praying for leaders of churches. We are praying for our local assembly. We are praying for our assistant pastor, Pastor Kenneth Jones, his wife, his children, his grandchildren, God. We are praying for the elders, the ministerial staff, the digging board, every member, every family, every well-wisher. We are praying for our daycare, our staff and teachers. God, we thank you for how you're meeting our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, that restoration will be a beacon and a lighthouse in the community. God, we are praying that as people pass the property, that they will be compelled and drawn to come in to that sanctuary. Because, God, we know that restoration is a place of healing. It, it, it's, it's a place of salvation. It's a church of deliverance. And, Lord, we're just thanking you for all that you have done, for all that you're going to do. God, we're lifting up, oh, God, those that are behind closed those doors that are afraid to come out because of fear, because they have been violated. God, we are praying and coming against the spirit of abortion. We are coming against the spirit, oh God, of depression and suicide. People shall live and not die. Today we are lifted up, oh God, bereaved families everywhere. God, we are asking that you would lift up, oh God, Jane and Mitchell's family, uh, uh, Dick and Pleasant. Oh, God, he and his family, God, you know, just bereaved families all over the world, those that we don't even know, but those that we have heard and know about, that you would touch and be with them and comfort them. Lord, today we are blessing our enemies. Oh, God, we are blessing our enemies. We wish the best for them in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we ask, oh, God, we are lifting up pastors today. We're lifting up the body of Christ. Unite us. Make us one. Strengthen us, O oh God, as a believers in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you. And we are coming against, O oh God, as I said, the spirit of depression. We lose joy in the lives of those that are battling depression. Lord, we thank you for healing the sick. Healing those that are battling mental illness. Healing cancer, oh, cursing cancer from its roots, Alzheimer's, uh, uh, migraine headaches. Oh, God, I lift up my daughter, oh, God. Oh, God, that you would touch her body in the name of Jesus. I continue to lift up my spiritual daughter, Jill, and her family, God. Oh, God, Nina, God, in the name of Jesus. All the things that concern them, those in our, on our prayer list. God, that you would touch, that you would strengthen, that you would give them the things that they're desiring for. And Lord, we just ask, oh God, that you would just open up blinded eyes and deaf ears. In the name of Jesus, change hearts and minds and desires. We are coming against the alcoholic, God. We are praying against that spirit of addiction for those that are battling all manner of addictions. Lord, we are praying that robbers and rapists and murderers will be apprehended and exposed and uncovered. Hijackers, oh God, exposed and uncovered. And Lord, we are praying for the babies in the womb. Let the mothers keep their children. And then we are praying, praying for relationships. We are praying, praying against uh, 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 infidelity. 
and the relationships to take it. We're praying for marriages. We're praying for families, oh God. We're praying, oh God, for children that have aged out of this, of this, uh, of child, uh, foster care, Lord. And many of them are in the street and are homeless today. Lord, cover with your blood. And Lord, we just thank you for your love, for your grace, and for your mercies. And Lord, we'll just be so careful to give your name to praise. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my Redeemer, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been teaching from the topic, Matters of the Heart. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 says, The heart is deceitful and wicked, but the Lord searches and tries it. So we thank God for the fact that God will try our hearts. He, you know, he, he, he will search our hearts and he will let us know, you know, what's in our hearts. You know, when our hearts are not right. Last week, I had shared with you um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 about the cloud of witnesses that's looking down on us, encouraging us to let us know that we can make it, that uh, the matters of the heart will be taken care of through Christ's love and his word and his power. You know, and as I was thinking about matters of the heart, uh, one of the scriptures that I have here is 2 Timothy 4 and 2. And it says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exalt with complete patience and teaching. These were the words of exaltation from Paul to Timothy which was his son in the Lord. And he was preparing him that when time comes, when you have to preach the word in season, when you, in other words, when you don't feel like preaching, when you don't, you know, feel like you don't uh, uh, fit up to, to preach, or you don't feel like you have the, 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 the anointing to preach, you're going to have to preach in those seasons. And in those seasons, you're going to have to reprove and rebuke and exalt with complete patience because you're going to be dealing and, and have to deal with the hearts and the matters of the heart of men, women, boys, and girls. On Sunday, I spoke a message, speak to my heart, Lord. And, you know, it was Rebecca that spoke about the fact that, you know, he was going to wait to see what the Lord uh, was going to speak to him. And whether he was going to reprove him. Because sometimes when the Lord speaks to our hearts, you know, it's not always uh, uh, good news. But sometimes it's a rebuke. It's, re it's reproof. It's not always an exhortation. So God was preparing Timothy to deal with the heart of man as he preached it. God's word. First Timothy 1 and 5 says, the aim of our charge 
is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So the charge that was on Timothy was to be able to preach and teach with a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith in God's word as he ministered to the people of God. Philippians 4.19 Another matter of the heart is worry. And people are always concerned about, you know, their needs being met. And Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, Matthew tells us, you know, don't take no thought what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink and what you're going to wear, you know, because if God can watch over a sparrow, a bird, it says a bird will not fall to the ground as God knows it in advance. So we don't have to worry about the things that we need. Yeah, we, we, that, that, that can be concerns. I mean, we, we, we can be concerned, but you don't want your worry. In other words, turn your worry into praise. Turn your worry into prayer. Turn your worry into thankfulness. Turn your, turn, turn your worry into a, 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 a gratitude of thankfulness. And as you are doing that, now Philippians says, and my God will supply. So we are thanking him in, a, in advance <laughs> for what he's going to do for us rather than allow that worry to lay and be a matter of our heart that will take us under. Philippians 4 and 6, which again is talking about worry. You know, it tells us, you know, that because worry is a matter of the heart. You'd be surprised. People are, are worried until they are literally sick in their bodies. They are sick in their bodies because of worry. And they're worrying about things that they cannot change most of the time. Most of the time, most of the time they're worrying about things that they have no control over. But they have to learn to trust in God about the various, various matters that concern their hearts that cause them to worry. Philippians 4 and 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, as I forestated, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So we have to pray our way through worry. We have to praise our way through worry. We have to be thankful uh, uh, through worry. We have to have thankfulness through worry. Hallelujah. So we're not going to uh, allow the enemy 
to cause us to worry about things that we cannot change. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through the Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through the Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. This was a prayer that um, Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And we can pray that prayer for our loved ones, for our families, even for ourselves, that we will be strengthened in our inner life. That we will be able to recognize, you know, uh, the love of God and the fact that we've been rooted and grounded in his love and that Christ will dwell in our hearts richly. Hallelujah. That when the matters of our hearts flare up, that we can stand on his word, trust him, believe him, that he has a promise in his word, for every matter of our hearts. Hallelujah. We look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. That was the scripture that he prayed. And that was the prayer he prayed for the church of Ephesus and have encouraged us to pray that same prayer for our loved ones as well as for ourselves. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 lets us know, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. You know how a proud or a proudful heart is easily to boast. Can you imagine if we were able to save ourselves, what kind of hearts we would have? <laughs> You'd be so full of pride. Oh, I saved myself. Oh, no, no, no. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, through faith, faith in the finished work of the cross. That's, that's why and how we are saved, through faith, faith in Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection. 
for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. You have nothing to do with it. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. My last scripture that I'm going to read to you tonight is Galatians 4 and 6. And all of these scriptures are dealing with matters of the heart. Galatians 4 and 6 says, And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba. And because you are sons, not only are we sons, we are sons and daughters. And God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Fine. We can cry out to Abba, Father, and our God. So I'm going to stop there tonight and hope that something was said that encouraged your heart, that lifted your spirit and blessed you on this morning or this evening. Whatever time you will be listening. At this time, I would like to uh, give you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And if you would pray this prayer with me and believe in your heart and ask God, say, Father God, forgive me of all of my sins. Come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Be my Lord, my master, my savior, my friend, my baptizer. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. If you are that backslider, just ask the Lord. Confess your sins. First John 1 and 9 says, if you confess your sins, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And ask the Lord to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. And come home because God, Abba, Father, is waiting for you. So if you accepted Jesus for the first time and if you were a backslider and you prayed that prayer, let someone know for the one that accepted the Lord for the first time that you are now a born again believer, a Christian. Let your loved ones know. And for those that were in a backslidden state, come home. Let, let your brothers and sisters in church know that you're back home to worship and fellowship with them, to serve God, to live for him, to honor him. Hallelujah. So whatever you do, always remember, to tell someone about Jesus. 
because Jesus is.